0: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to
1: supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Summer is here. Pack your bag with sunscreen, your emotional support water bottle, and that steamy beach treat. But wait, don't stop there. This year, there's a new kind of essential that's right at your fingertips. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second-chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups, and there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves, Greek gods, goddesses, Regency-era historical fiction, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high-quality and captivating audio fiction. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com pantsuit That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash pantsuit. Dipsy stories.com slash pantsuit. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's
0: comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick and ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, a.k.a They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problem solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15.
1: The news keeps moving, and there's so much to cover. We experiment with a new lightning round format in today's briefcase. This
0: is Sarah from the left. And Beth from the right. You're listening to Pansy Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Briefcase. We wanted before we get started, we wanted to remind everyone to save the date, Tuesday, August fifteenth. We are coming to Nashville for our first ever live podcast. We are so excited, and we hope to have the tickets set up through our host, Red Pepper. We're really excited to be joining them um, sometime, probably next week, so you guys can start buying tickets. Um, the we are going to do a workshop from about three to five, and then the live podcast will start at 5:30. So, save the date, get your tickets. We're going to be it's going to be really fun. We're also really excited
0: about our bonus podcast this month for Patreon. We are going to do a little bit of a news fast between episodes so that we can see how we react differently when we've taken a step back. So, if you haven't headed over to patreon.com, it's P A T R E O N.com to become a supporter of Pantsuit Politics. We really appreciate it and
1: we try to give you lots of good stuff. So here's how it's going to work. I get two minutes. Beth gets two minutes. We've each picked about five things we want to talk about. The idea is in 20 minutes we'll be done and my husband won't be mad at us, a.k.a. our executive producer. So here we go. I'll start with the first two-minute thing. Uh, How about that New York Times interview, Beth? How about that New York Times interview? The president keeps telling us who he is. Every time he comes out and does something like that, I'm like, okay, well, what's he trying to hide? Because I just feel like he wants to, he just does it to distract. I think he wanted everybody to stop talking about his failure at healthcare, which apparently I read last. Oh, wait, that's another thing. I'm focusing on my one thing. Um, So yeah, he, I think he wants to change the narrative. I don't know why he thinks changing the narrative to ridiculous things like poor, poor, uh, throwing poor Beauregard under the bus is what he wants to do, but I don't claim to understand the man. Good luck with that warning shot to Robert Mueller, too. I,
0: I just think that's going to go nowhere fast.
1: I mean, do you think he's going to fire
0: him? I think it's possible that he will at some point. I think the most the telling thing about all of this is the tweet that we retweeted, and I wish I could remember right now who said this, but that the Constitution is prepared for Donald Trump. It is not prepared for a Congress that doesn't care about donald trump's behavior Ain't so at what point truth. does this? Pro- provoke the Congress.
1: Well, and I was listening to the Daily about a, it was a a representative from Florida and he was like, well, you know, we're just stuck because so many of our constituents still love him and still think the press is lying and all this stuff. And I just wanted to be like, here's a thought, lead, tell them they're wrong. Get on the media and say, I'm your representative. I'm there. That's not the situation. Just a thought instead of being like, oh, I got to do exactly what they want. I got to cower in the face of their love for Donald Trump. It's a good thought. Yeah. All right. You're up.
0: My first item is I have a correction to make. I appreciate our listener who shared with me that I had the Ann Coulter facts wrong. She did not pay for an extra seat, she paid for extra legroom. I hate mm. being wrong. I apologize to Ms. Coulter for getting the facts wrong. I will say that in terms of analysis, this makes me feel that her actions were even pettier because this was just about legroom, not about an entire extra seat that she had paid for. I appreciated some of our listeners saying air travel really does suck and they have some compassion. Agreed. She is berating a company and its employees and other passengers to 1.6 million followers. I think that's
1: not a proportionate
0: reaction. Take a picture of
1: the people next to her and the people. Like, that was just... Hmm. Well, again, I just
0: think it shows that her lens is so internally focused and also just looking for a fight. I'll share as my two minutes come to a close that I've been looking for happiness everywhere lately and in very small ways, like anything that tends to tick me off. I'm trying to find a way for it not to. One of my most successful ones is in traffic. There's a major bridge repair project going on where I live right now that affects me every single day. And I find myself getting a little heated at people who don't seem to understand that this is affecting all of us. And so my new thing is every time somebody cuts me off or does something idiotic in my head, I just think, be careful, friend. And just that little like shift in the way I look at them makes me a lot happier. So I'd like to share some of those tips with Ann Coulter, given the opportunity, because I think that being this hacked off all the time has to be exhausting.
1: My friend shared this really great piece and I'm going to put it in our show notes. And it was about, it was about marriage, but he said he made a good point that it could apply to everything that everything is about sort of the, the frustration grows when your um, observation you have expectations and your observation does not meet your expectation. And he's like, If you flip it and let your observations lead your expectations, your life will be a lot better instead of having expectations and then observing that no one's meeting your expectations, which is clearly what happened with Ann Coulter. And I thought that was such a good way to put it. I'll put the link in the show notes. I like that. All right. What do you have next? uh, We got some really sad news that John McCain has brain cancer, Um, but they discovered this based on the the blood clot they were removing from his um, above his eyebrow his skull, which is why he was del- the healthcare blow. We knew, So we knew he was having surgery. The surgery discovered brain cancer. It is apparently the same kind of brain cancer uh, Ted Kennedy had. It's also sort of illuminates some sort of odd behavior that we saw at the Comey trial that everybody was like, is he okay? Clearly he's not. So um, we send all our thoughts out to the, the McCain family. I feel like last night when this news broke, did you feel like everybody was already acting like he had passed away? Because I a little bit felt like that. I said that exact thing to my husband I was like, this He's morning. Not dead, y'all. Everybody, calm down.
0: The other thing I want to add to this is politics and policy aside, everyone should have a friend like Lindsey Graham. Mm.
1: Did you see him
0: talking to the press? About I saw this? him talking,
1: but I didn't hear what he said.
0: Uh, one of the things he said is that cancer has never had a more worthy opponent. Oh, yeah. And, but,
1: but Obama said something sort of similar, I think.
0: Oh, uh, it just the way that he talks about him. There's such love there that yeah. I, it was really touching to me. This is a person who's done so much for our country. And you don't have to agree with him, I think, to acknowledge that. And there's already kind of all this happening on social media of sorting out, well, should we be sad or should we still be mad at of him? Of course about you should be sad. Get a grip. With? Yeah, I just I think we need to just kind of take a step back and React however you react. And, and we don't need to make a whole thing of people's emotions about this.
1: And Megan
0: McCain tweeted a really beautiful statement,
1: too. All right. What do you got? Leah
0: would like to hear our thoughts about the Freakonomics interview with the Koch brothers. If you haven't listened, it's, it's really worth your time to listen to it. I'll start, Sarah, but I would, I'm more interested in what you have to say. I think that what the Koch brothers believe in a vacuum makes a lot of sense. There are many parts of it that I personally agree with. I think how that's been translated to the world is pretty far from where their intention is. I think that happens a lot when an organization becomes huge and starts to employ lots of people and send lots of dollars out in the world behind individual candidates. So my summary would be the Koch brothers,
1: colon, it's complicated. Here's what bothered me about that interview. He seems like a very nice man. I'm sure they're nice men who love their families. I don't think they're monsters. But and he, you know, he has some very strong opinions about how government should run. The step for me that sort of blows my mind is I am this nice man. Well, I I think the most illuminating part was about his father and how his father, uh, did a lot of business in Russia. I thought that was really interesting and illuminating for like how they ended up with such strong beliefs about liberty and government or whatever, but all fine. Everybody's got a right to their opinion. But the step for me, which is so crazy is where it's like, okay, now I will spend billions of dollars making it the way I think it should be. That to me is where I'm like, that's where you lose me. What if you're wrong? What if other people disagree with you? with this idea that like i will now shape america into what i believe it should be sort of blows my mind
0: i think other people do disagree with them though and i think i'm not defending spending billions of dollars by anyone or having this sense that politics should be made in your own image yeah i do think though that they understand that their position is always going to be a tough road and that the majority of americans are not going to agree with it and so i i can have empathy for mentally saying well, it's going to take all my money to even give this position a platform. If that was the original intent, I get it. I do think they should be reevaluating at this point and looking at what has come of all of that.
1: Okay, my I have a podcast too. I want to talk about another podcast, Criminal, that I'm sort of obsessively binging on, but particularly an episode called The Procedure that you have listened to about an abortion referral in the 1960s ran by Wait for it. Clergy. This episode blew my mind. What do you think, Beth? I thought it was a
0: wonderful episode. I thought that it was a great step in stop the, the the process that we need to stop looking at all religion and faith as a caricature of sort of the the worst of religion and faith. This episode sounded so much more like the clergy that I know than mm-hmm. A lot of what's out there, so I really appreciated that aspect of it, and and also I think it shines a light on how abortion is a complex issue, and compassion
1: and respect for life has a lot of different layers. Well, and I think the important thing, you know, thing is that they, first of all, they were living in a very different time. You have to be honest about this. This isn't like an aha, clerk, some clergy thinks abortion's okay. That means abortion's okay. It's not like that, but because I mean, people were women were being butchered in the '60s by you know, anybody who, especially when they were desperate enough. And so they were, when they were desperate, they were usually talking to their clergy members. And so they were well positioned and I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, oh, well, you know, they probably helped some women. This is in a small part of the the country. And no, no conservative estimate, 250,000 women were referred. It's so mind blowing. I highly recommend listening to it. Um, it's on criminal. It's, I think it's episode 70. It's called the procedure. We'll put the show in the show notes.
0: Well, that's what I mean about respect for life, having a lot of different layers, because I think the clergy really made a decision that's 250,000 women who were going to have an abortion Mm -hmm. and were probably going to die or be severely harmed in the process. And so they decided to give these women dignity and, and, and care for life in that way. So I thought it was fascinating.
1: Summer is here. Pack your bag with sunscreen, your emotional sport water bottle, and that steamy bee tree. But wait, don't stop there. This year, there's a new kind of essential that's right at your fingertips. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves, Greek gods, goddesses, Regency era historical fiction, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high quality and captivating audio fiction. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. Dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
0: This year is going by so quickly, and I had a little bit of a moment of panic about it this week. I thought to myself, I'm losing track of time. It's going so fast. It's going to be December before I know it. My kids are growing up, and I just kind of was spinning out. And I stopped and I closed my eyes and I pictured my last therapist, who I haven't seen since the end of 2020. But I remember the way he talked to me through these issues, and I sort of channeled his energy. I put my feet on the ground and thought, this is just how time feels now, and there's nothing wrong with that or right about it. It just is. But those skills that I learned in therapy are so important to helping me take a second to celebrate what's going right and decide what I want to adjust for the rest of the year. If you're thinking of starting therapy, which I cannot recommend enough, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel pcom slash Pantsuit.
1: The second most stressful thing after planning a trip is packing for it. This is true. This is a true story. I have just told you the clothes I have don't fit. They don't go together the way I want them to or I'm missing some essential piece. And then I discovered Quince. It's my go-to for high-quality vacation essentials. Like this premium European linen dress that's gonna get us all through the heat wherever we're traveling. Blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk, tops premium luggage options and so much more all quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than their similar brands by partnering directly with top factories quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us and quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes i got big plans for my quince chiffon pleated skirt in japan they like a loose flowy look over there to battle the heat i will be adopting that strategy with that skirt pack your bags with high quality essentials from quince go to quince.com slash pantsuit for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash pantsuit to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash pantsuit
0: Jana sent me an email as our listeners continue to have compassion for my concern about whether from the right really works in our intro. (laughs) And she said, your problem with being labeled from the right really resonated with me since I'm struggling with the same problem. One idea I had was that you could be Beth, not from the left. I know it's a negative description with the attending drawbacks, but as I struggle through how to define myself, even in my head, one certainty I have is that I'm not from the left, at least not on most things. It's complicated, isn't everything? And I wow. love that. And I, I think that my husband would break me in half if I said Beth not from the left, <laughs> um, metaphorically, because it's just it doesn't um, have that ring to it. But I do think that's a good description because, as I've talked about before, having my party uh, break so profoundly and publicly has given me the opportunity to examine what I'm about. And I've spent a lot of time thinking, well, am I a Democrat? And the answer is surely no. Um, I have a lot of respect for Democrats, and I hope that's obvious from our show, and that I have a lot of common ground. But that is not a good identity for me. So Jana, I think, is right on there.
1: So next up, I wanted to share some feedback we got from Peggy, which I thought was really, really good about our discussion about Brigitte Macron. She said, to me, it looked like Trump wasn't talking to Madam Macron, but to her husband, congratulating him man to man on his smoking hot wife. He didn't tell her she was beautiful. He told her husband that she was in great shape. Ugh! I have literally never been so embarrassed by an American politician. and I've been around for a very long time. I disagree that it's generational. My husband is 65 years old and I have known him for more than 40. He has never been unclear on the fact that since he is not a physician or a personal trainer, it is never okay for him to comment on the body of a woman who is not his wife or girlfriend. He has never had the slightest difficulty adhering to this guideline. I thought that was really good a point, And I think she's probably right. I think he probably was being like, you know, like complimenting a horse. Ugh. <laughs> well, and listen, I also don't think it's generational because my husband has told me that I would be shocked at how often he is at lunches or dinners with men our own age. And they will comment on the waitress as she walks away or say other things that he's sort of like, huh, sorry, what, what'd you just say? <laughs> That's depressing.
0: Yeah. It makes me feel better to think it's generational, but fair point, Peggy, because I know lots of very enlightened people over 70 as
1: well. Well, yeah, it, it is you know, I had to have a conversation with my own father about why it's not appropriate to comment on people women wearing yoga pants on Facebook, so fun times.
0: Continue on with the president. There's lots to say about health care, and I think we should spend more time on that on our next episode. But I was really fascinated by his tweet saying that most Republicans were loyal on this issue and just a few kind of went off on their own way. And I thought the use of the word loyal was a really revealing um, sentiment about the president's view of the legislative process. I also think that this entire episode has shown that I'm not sure he understands how a bill becomes a law. Yeah. He keeps saying that he's like with his pen ready to sign as soon as the Senate gets this done and I don't think he gets that it has to go back to the House if the Senate has done something different than the House. So it, it's all kind of a nightmare. But loyal really jumped out at me, the f- like the fact that they would be loyal to him versus to their constituents or to their conscience or to their country. Mm-hmm. I just think that's very revealing.
1: Also, I read last night that Mitch McConnell is now pulling out like two hundred billion dollars in bribes for those still with problems with the bill. and that makes me so sick. And Rand Paul, you best be prepared to chain yourself to something because I'm sure you're as appalled about this as I am. And you best not let that go. Just saying. So what's next on your list, Sarah? So next up for me is an article from ProPublica called Lost Mothers. They are doing some amazing reporting. Our maternal death rate in this country is an embarrassment. And what's even worse is that we have no really good statistics to understand. Um, where these deaths are coming from, who's more likely to be affected, what's happening. And so they are trying through like social media posts and um, newspaper articles to figure out women that have died um, from maternal deaths and then figure out their stories and what happened to them. They've tracked down about 120 so far, and they have the stories of several within this report. And what was really surprising to me as someone who's, you know, Peak childbearing, been doing it for a while, have a lot of friends doing it. So thought I knew a lot about it was how likely it is um, for a woman to experience heart problems or heart failure from pregnancy. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, you're like your blood volume doubles and you have all these crazy things going on with your body. But there were a lot of women in this list that had heart problems and their families were just like, we didn't even know. We had no idea this was a risk. We didn't know what to look for. We didn't know um, what to you know, how quickly to go to the hospital and all these things. Um, you know, lots of things that are hard to prevent, like, um, amniotic embul embolisms and, um, uterine abruptions and all kinds of stuff. But, you know, I think what struck me from this piece is that a phrase that I'm, so- I've sort of gone to war with is that's all that matters is there's a healthy baby. And I hate that phrase because that's not true. It's not all that matters. And I think when we perpetuate that idea, you see in these stories a lot, women saying, oh, I'm okay. I'll just take medicine or I'll just sleep it off or I'll see if it goes away. And then they end up passing away and that's not their fault. It's the, you know, it's this, this cultural message that you really are, you're the second priority and you need to shine it on. And, you know, motherhood's about being tough and all this crap we tell women. And I thought this, you know, these heartbreaking stories, so many of these women had several children, It's just so, so, so heartbreaking, and I highly recommend it, and I hope that that ProPublica continues this reporting, that we see changes in the way we talk and think about maternal death. Earth Breeze Eco Sheets look just like a dryer sheet, but it's ultra-concentrated, liquidless laundry detergent. It's the best of all worlds. Earth Breeze is tough on stains and odors while being kind to the planet and your skin, so it's good for sensitive skin. It reduces plastic waste. All of these things are true and amazing, but let's get to the heart of it. Y'all know I have a laundry system. You know it revolves around training children as young as possible to do their own laundry. EarthBreeze Sheets feels like they were invented for this. Because littles maybe sometimes struggle with those big heavy jugs. Or maybe you worry about the pods, but here we go. Here we go, y'all. Earth Breeze eco sheets—it's like the perfect solution. A child as young as two can handle these sheets, and even with toddlers, like you can get them involved. And this is a way to get them helping with laundry even before they could do it themselves. Ugh, God, I love it so much! Right now, our listeners can receive forty percent off Earth Breeze just by going to earthbreeze.com/pantsuit. That's earthbreeze.com/pantsuit to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and claim forty percent off your subscription. Earthbreeze.com/pantsuit.
0: They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problem solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code podcast15. I agree with all of that and think that we miss the fact that in addition to the mother's life being worthy on its own, having a healthy baby is so dramatically impacted by having a healthy mother. And so I think all those things Mm -hmm. intertwine and appreciate this work from ProPublica. My last thing could be, I think, the beginning of a regularly occurring feature entitled, Chris Kobach, please stop talking. (laughs) So I don't know if you saw any of his statements this week about how we can't be sure what the actual correct legal Popular vote turned out to be in this past election. But I think that it is a staggering way to undermine our democracy. I think there's a reason secretaries of state usually work rather quietly because it is important that we be able to trust the numbers reported coming out of an election. And I think this inflation of widespread voter fraud is one of the most dangerous things happening right now. And that's saying something.
1: Yeah. Seriously. It's so uh, frustrating. This dude and his, his work on sort of like voter ID laws. I think it was the New York times, the daily, they did a good, they did a good show or a piece on voter ID stuff recently. And I thought the way the reporter put it was so good, which is, you know, why is it, why is it such a big deal to ask people to show their IDs and, and sort of make them jump through all these hoops to vote. And we make people show their IDs for driver's licenses and for all the stuff. And the guy was like, yeah, but you know, driving, driving a car is a privilege. Voting is a right. And you should not have to jump through hoops to do it. And I thought that was such a good way to put it. It's a constitutionally assured right. And when you undermine it and when you intimidate people, it's a big deal. And he, Chris Kobach has a long history of doing that.
0: Well, let us know what you think about this lightning round format. We may not do it every Friday, but we're going to give it a shot as we continue to try to keep up with all the things happening, but also love to hear more of your thoughts on climate change and our episode from Tuesday. Again, check us out on Patreon, social media. We're at Pantsuit Politic on Twitter, Pantsuit Politics on Facebook and Instagram. We really appreciate your support of Pantsuit Politics, especially through reviews on the Apple podcast player. We also want to thank our executive producers, Nicholas, Tracy, Leslie, and Sabrina. And until next week, keep it nuanced, y'all.